Hey, well, morning good to you. morning, good Hello. morning everybody. Here we are again. I am told this is the 12th week we are meeting on Zoom. Don't these weeks just fly by? Um, so our latest Onward newsletter uh, was available on the email on Tuesday and those that don't get the email they should have been delivered to you in hard copy on Friday so everybody should have one of those. Um, this week we have our usual two prayer meetings, no house group this week, so it's prayer meeting on Wednesday evening and prayer meeting on Thursday morning. Please do come along and, and join to uh, either or both of those, that would be great. <laughs> and at the end of the meeting today, as usual, we'll be having breakout rooms, so um, do stick around if you can. It is really lovely just to chat to people and just say, hi, how are you doing? So if you're able to stay, please do, but we do understand if you don't want to or you can't, then that's fine, uh, then do, you know, leave us, that's absolutely fine. But, right, can we have some housekeeping now, please? We're going to have a proper mute on and off session, so I can see everybody on the screen. Can we all have a practice at putting our mutes on? Brilliant, well done. So I can see Betty, my love, you have not got mute on just yet. No. And Yvonne, oh the yes. newbie to the group. Well done. Can we can <laughs> we test your skills now oh. in asking you to try and put mute on? On? Yeah, so that we can't hear you. Oh, okay. But you'll still be able to hear us. Mute. Hey, well done. That's brilliant. Sure now we've we've lost you on the video. It's just Betty who's struggling on on. Oh, hey, there we go. Oh, clap! Yeah. Well done, everybody. Can I just say, very well done. That's all all looking good. So we are going to um, start with who are you pointing at? Right, we're sorry. Malk has just joined us. Welcome, Malk. Morning, having, morning. Good morning. We're just having our practice mute session. So sorry for, for saying hello and then saying don't say anything. Okay. Can you, put, can you put us on mute? And we're so we're checking. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, we're all good. We're all good. Right, let's uh, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much that you are our daddy. You are our loving Heavenly Father. You are the one who takes care of us. And you are the one who disciplines us and who teaches us and who does good for us. So, Lord, we come to you today as our daddy, as our teacher, as our friend. And we ask, Lord, that you will have your way in and through us during our service this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. And let's start by having the readings that will pour the ba be the basis of, of our um, uh, service this morning, which is to finish off our, our series on um, wearing things. What was it called? The best fashion. The best fashion. Yes. How could I forget? Um, the best fashion. Definitely, John. Um, so Grace is going to uh, bring our readings for us this morning. Thank you, Grace. Okay. The first reading comes from Philippians three seven to fourteen that's Philippians three seven to fourteen so it says finally my brethren but whatever things were to gain to me those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ more than that I count all things to be lost 
in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of what for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And then Joshua 24, 14 to 15. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. If it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served, which were beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in those lands which you are serving. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Brilliant. Yeah, we have a choice, folks. Who are we going to serve? Let's uh, let's sing, because um, hopefully we're going to serve God. Yes, me and my house. Absolutely. Uh, let's start by singing uh, Before the Throne of God Above. Me. 
Okay, today we give thanks that Kath is home and that physiotherapy is bringing improvement to her movement. We pray that with God's grace she would quickly recover from the COVID-19 symptoms and that as she and Jeff self-isolate they will know God's peace. We also pray for little Sophie, their granddaughter, that she would quickly recover from her fall off her bike and for Sean and David as they look after her. We also give thanks for the literal steps that John is making towards full mobility again, and for Alma as she looks after him and tries to stop him from overdoing it. We pray for the leaders of our country and countries around the world as they continue to seek the best way to cope with the COVID-19 pandemic and to bring normality back to our lives. We pray for the protesters against racism in many countries, that they would find peaceful ways of expressing their viewpoint so that no one else gets injured or killed. We pray for President Trump, that he may act with your wisdom and guidance as he looks to bring a peaceful solution to the protests in America. We also pray for your protection as people return to work in the UK and shops and other facilities reopen. That we would continue to show restraint and respect for each other and make sure that the environment we are in is as safe as possible. We pray for the leaders of your church around the world and particularly in Dunedin and specifically MCF. That they have your wisdom, discernment and leading. They look for the safest ways to start opening church buildings again so that your people are safe or as safe as they can be. We thank you, Lord, that you are still God and that your ways are not ours, but they are the best ways and we can trust you in every circumstance of life. And perhaps we could say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Colonel Frank H.W. Miller, and I'm most thankful for addressing you today. What a beautiful day it is today. I'm wearing my normal summer attire. I'm looking forward to showing you some of the beautiful sights of this rather lovely borough. I need your help though today, please. As you know, sometimes my wife, Mrs. Miller, doesn't agree with my fashion choices. Please, could you help me by telling me if the fine attire I'm wearing today is appropriate for the locations I find myself in? Thank you. restaurant here. I wonder, dressed in this apparel, would I be made welcome to eat a meal and drink some fine sherry, or would I be asked to leave? What do you think? friends of many years, Dr. and Mrs. Smythe. I'm sure I'll be welcoming their garden on a beautiful sunny day like today. Let's knock on their door and find out. And how are you, Dr. and Mrs. Smythe? Have you got time for a leisurely drink and maybe a nutter in your garden? We're okay, thank you, but you must know that we prefer people to be properly dressed when they come here. What are the neighbours going to say? in my local municipal park. Am I at last dressed appropriately now? I think I fit in remarkably well in this situation. I wouldn't be out of place here. The Bible talks very plainly about what we should wear in our character and what we shouldn't wear. Which fruit of the Spirit do you clearly show in your life? Which needs to develop further and what are you actively doing about that? What I wear spiritually needs to be appropriate for living on earth. Jesus doesn't ask us to fit in with those around us. He commands us to be salt and light, not to stand out in a peculiar or odd manner, but to be the people of God 
that he has called us to be. In Ephesians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul challenges us to put off our old self and to put on our new self. What are you doing about that at the moment? You may have heard that the Bible encourages us to remember what Jesus said and then to do it. We are to take up his cross, to wear Jesus' yoke, to put on the full armour of God and wear the garments of salvation and so many more things. Let's do that. These things are a real blessing to us. However, we have to choose to put them on. We have to choose to follow God every day. We have to choose to pray, listening to God every day. What a delight if we do. What a joy it is that, to know that God loves us and wants a personal relationship with all of us. I hope to discuss some more important topics with you in the future. But in the meantime, open your life to God and ask him to speak to you. Put God first. Seek God above everything else. Make him the top priority in your life. Stay safe, everyone, and cheerio. Mrs. Smythe said, we prefer people to be properly, no, she didn't talk like that. She said, we prefer people to be properly dressed when they come here. What are the neighbours going to say? And it's a very serious statement, isn't it? Depending where we are, we dress in different ways. The Colonel asked several times whether he was dressed appropriately for where he was. Was it okay for him to be dressed in a vest and shorts? in a restaurant, or at church, or in a friend's garden. Now I know that all of you and I dress in different ways, in different places, don't we? Maybe today you're dressed differently to how you were for going to church four months ago when you came into the building. You maybe put a bit more effort into going into the building, I don't know. But I wonder today how much time you put in to being prepared for the day, not physically, getting your hair done and cleaning your teeth, but how much of your inside, your inner being, is ready for the day. Getting our souls ready for each day is so important. Do you ever dress yourself in unforgiveness or bitterness? Is it beneficial for anyone if they dress themselves as a liar or a gossip? Is it ever a good idea to put yourself down and to think that no one likes you? Is it ever good to be dressed like an arguing person, even if you feel you are clearly provoked to anger? What benefit does anyone ever get if they're dressed as being envious? 
We can all choose today to be disciples of Jesus, can't we? And the, the uh, definition I've written down here of a disciple is someone who deliberately chooses to often be with Jesus and are learning to be like him. This morning I went into the bedroom and I heard Nicky Gumbel say this. He read it, or it might have been someone else, David maybe, but uh, I think it was Nicky Gumbel who said something from Acts 4, verses 13 and 14. It says this. They couldn't take their eyes off them. Peter and John standing there, so confident, so sure of themselves. Their fascination deepened when they realised these two were laymen with no training in scripture or formal education. They recognised them as companions of Jesus. But with the man right before them, standing him, stand, seeing him standing there so upright, so healed, what could they say against that? Our characters are dressed appropriately by spending regular and quality time with Jesus and letting him infiltrate us. And today I want to encourage myself and all of you to be known as companions of Jesus. Brilliant. Yes, that's what I want to do. Definitely. We're going to uh, sing a hymn and a song now. Um, holy 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 that's who our god is and the more we spend time with him the more holy we will become it's as we spend time with god we get to be more like him so yeah let's uh, let's sing these two and join in some worship now and after that ruth is going to give a testimony thank you
everybody uh, it's really great to be able to meet with you this way you've welcomed us into your congregation and we're really grateful so we thank you for that um, 
I was thinking about what to say. Uh, John said perhaps relevant to what's going on at the moment. Uh, things I've learned in the last few weeks. I'm learning patience by standing in queues at supermarkets. <laughs> um, <laughs> always a difficult thing, especially when the weather's not good. Um, I'm learning that I uh, miss fellowship with other believers. It's, it's lovely to do it this way, but it's going to be so much better when we can actually meet in person and worship God together as a corporate body, which we've not been able to do. And I've really missed. And um, one of the things that happened right at the beginning, really, was that I was looking out of my window one morning across the road and I noticed that um, rainbows were appearing in people's windows that children had drawn to support the NHS. And uh, I looked across the road at them and, and there's some along the road from us as well. And um, I felt that God just dropped into my heart, put a note through their doors to say thank you. And I thought on this, oh, what can I say? And then I realized that God made the rainbow and he made it as a promise. It was a promise that he would never flood the world again. But whenever I see a rainbow in the sky, I always think this is one of God's visible promises that we can hold on to. And it really blesses me every time I see a rainbow in the sky. So I just wrote a very short note to these children. And I said, thank you very much for your rainbows in the sky and David and I are praying that the God who made the rainbow will keep your families safe. God bless you all, Ruth and David. And I put it through about five different doors. And to be honest, we don't really know our neighbors. We've lived here for many years, many years, but we only know them, most of them, just to say good morning or good afternoon or whatever. We don't know them personally at all. But the reaction we got from this was quite amazing. <laughs> People put notes through our door. Two children made us rainbows for our windows. One, one a rainbow and one a sun shining brightly. So they're in our windows now. And um, we had a card through the door saying thank you very much. And, uh, it's, and it's just opened everything up. We, go out, we did go out on a Thursday to clap and everybody talked. And it's just been amazing what, just a small thing like that, that God dropped into my heart to do. And when this is over, and we can actually meet people and talk to them again, then I think barriers will have been taken down a little bit and perhaps we'll be able to have deeper and more meaningful conversations. So that is my testimony of what's happened in this lockdown. Uh, there, there are other little things, but that, that's the main thing that God just dropped that into my heart that I would never have thought of on my own, I, I can assure you. So I just thank God for that. And I just pray that God blesses you for the rest of this day and in the coming days, and one day soon, perhaps, we'll all be able to meet. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Amen. Brilliant. Oh, thank you, Ruth. That's just, yeah, fabulous. Well done. And, yeah, let's not forget that God, you know, does amazing things from something that we consider to be quite small. So, yeah, do those small things, everyone. Let's do it. Let's carry on, and, and we're, we're going to sing um, again, uh, In Every Day That Dawns.
in our lives haven't we one of my habits is tying shoelaces apart from one pair of shoes I have to do it every time I go out and I'm very grateful I'm pointing at my mum here she taught me how to do my shoelaces it's a habit I know how to do and I've been doing it okay decades but I'm really grateful to my mum who showed me how to tie my shoelaces I can drive a car I learned how to do that several decades ago as well. I know how to do it. And probably like you, if you drive, you don't really think about it. You just drive. And magically, you go from A to B without thinking about it. Is that what happens to you? I do think a little bit about it. Okay, that's good. Especially looking where I'm going. And that's good as well. <laughs> I can remember lots. Sorry, Jill is the only person I'm getting uh, feedback from. So, so sometimes I might ask Jill a question if that's okay with you. Sometimes I have to do uh, mental maths in shops because I think that the person who served me has given me the wrong change. Does that ever happen to you? Okay, thank you, Jean. 
you're nodding, no one else is nodding or anything, but Jean is, thank you. So I like doing mental maths, I'm good at times tables. It's things I learned years ago that I can do still that I don't have to think about. I wonder if there's habits that you'll get at, really good things like that, that I don't know about. I know someone who's good at tying knots, and when he goes sailing, he just ties knots and it's really easy for him. Maybe you've got other things, some skills, maybe skiing, maybe to do with your line of work that you're really good at. And you just think, oh, I know this about lasers and that's just so easy. Why doesn't everyone else know this about lasers? Alan might be thinking, for instance. Do you know what I mean? There's all these things that we're good at. I wonder if in your life, like my life, that there might be a certain domino that goes down Maybe say someone says something to you and then there's just an immediate reaction. Another domino goes down. Something someone might say to you that kind of hurts you possibly. And then you become this big monster and you just think, oh, I can't help it. By the way, I, do you find this hard? I find it hard to go to church and sit down all the time. I'm not a sit down kind of person. When I'm speaking out the front, I like moving about, doing this, shaking about. I find it ever so hard sitting down, going to church. But maybe you lot are okay with that. But I find that tricky. That was an aside. So a domino goes down and we make a reaction. And some of these habits we make perhaps aren't godly. Over these last few weeks, when we've been thinking about the best fashion, what to wear, We've been saying, well, some things in our lives we need to take off. Some things we need to put on. The garments of salvation, the armour of God, Jesus' yoke, Jesus' cross. And today all we're doing is reminding ourselves about things we've heard about already. But it's as the Colonel said earlier, what are you actively doing about them? We have to choose today to do the good things that God is calling us to do and not just leave it to be automatic because sometimes if we leave things to be automatic they don't happen do they? I often give myself a title when I'm sort of doing a talk when I'm researching and thinking pondering about what to say and today the the topic I've given myself is opening my life to God listening obeying then forgetting the past to move into the future now, I know that my relationship with God is certainly different to how it was five years ago. But by the end of this year, I want it to be different to what it is now. But one of the main ways that's going to happen is through my relationship with God. And I suppose that's one of the tensions of being a believer, isn't it? Because we're both a child of God where we have intimacy, but we're also a servant of God as well. We want to know about God's awe. We want to live in fear and trembling of God and yet have intimacy with him. I wrote a short poem about that this week and the words are in the script if you want to read it later. But Jill's going to read it to us now, so I'm just going to get out of her way. Jesus, my advisor, I can hear him every day. When my life is difficult, I'll always stop and pray. He's the one I go to when my life is really hard. But then I choose my own way, 
God's views I can discard. Jesus, my advisor, he's close and never far. I hope that he is happy to star in my memoir. How I love to sing about him, raise my arms in praise. Then I dwell on me, my, I, and feel truly amazed. Jesus, my advisor, I hear him call again, this time a little louder. His words are very plain. I'm not just an advisor to the problems that you bring. I want to be much more than that, your saviour, Lord and King. What Grace read earlier really challenged me. But the thing is, I asked Grace to read it, didn't I? Of course I did. And I've been thinking about this for several days, the challenge that God has given me. And I'm sure the challenge that God has given you as well, whether you're watching it live now on a Sunday morning or you're watching it later on YouTube in the next few days. Grace read two readings. We're just going to very briefly think about one. Philippians 3 verse 12 it says to press on and in verse 14 it says to press on as well. We thought about this on the 8th of March it's a Greek word dioko and it means to seek after eagerly to earnestly endeavour to acquire to aggressively chase and if you were sort of at church on the 8th of March, you might remember Fiona pretending to be a gazelle. And I was Mr. Lion. Uh, I was Mr. Lion chasing her around the, uh, the church because I was aggressively chasing her. Paul is telling us to aggressively chase him. To aggressively chase God. But then there's another word. Uh, straining towards that's chapter 3 verse 13 of Philippians and that's the only time that particular Greek word is used in the Bible and I've watched, watched lots of Tom and Jerry cartoons where their arm suddenly stretches out to do something or other cartoons like it and it's that kind of idea where the arm is going and stretching out to meet something in my life I want to be stretching out not just in a mediocre sort of just ordinary way but I want to stretch out to be with God to know him more to follow him over the last few weeks then we've been thinking about what we should be wearing and we've come up with some good ideas between us but probably some of you well-read people will have thought well I remember Jesus saying while he was teaching on the mountain don't worry about what you wear or about clothes. That's in Matthew 6, if you're wondering. And of course, these clever people would be right. But Jesus wasn't talking about the inside of a person. He was talking about the clothes outside, external clothes that we we're going to wear. God isn't bothered, I think, whether we wear a vest and shorts to the harvester, because that's external. He's bothered about our hearts. He's bothered about our souls, our inner person. Remember how when David was anointed by Samuel, God said, I'm not really interested in these bigger brothers who are stronger and mightier and know lots more words. 
I know about David and he's got a heart that's after me. And today we've got a choice, haven't we, as well? We've got a choice whether we want to follow God wholeheartedly or not to bother following at all. And it's an easy choice to make in a way when we've thought about it, because the choice is to follow God wholeheartedly. At the end of the colonel's message, he said this, open your life to God and ask him to speak to you. Put God first. Seek God above everything else. Make him the top priority of your life. And that is definitely encapsulates what we want to say, not just for today, but what we've been thinking about these past few days. It doesn't matter perhaps about what we are wearing on the inside, but it really matters what we're wearing on the inside. And we need to prepare our hearts, our souls every day. So when we go out, we aren't just showing God off in a bad light, but we're showing that we're God's companions, that we're his servants, his friends and his children. I'm going to pray and then Jesus is going to, uh, then uh, Jill is going to lead us in one last song. So Lord, we do thank you. Thank you so much that we can be your children. You've made that possible. But Lord, in our hearts, we want to open up to you, open our hearts, open our lives, so that, Lord, we can forget about what's gone in the past and strain forward to what's in the future. Thank you for all the good times ahead. Thank you that you are with us now. Thank you, Lord, that we can give you thanks for the past. But we say, Lord, be with us, help us. We open our hearts to you because we know that we can trust you with the big things and the deep things in our lives. Amen. Amen. In, in fact, as we have time, um, can we just spend a minute um, listening to God and, and just asking him what it is um, about this whole series on the best fashion and what, what we're wearing and what we should be wearing, um, our character points. Um, if there's something that God has been uh, just prodding you about uh, on this sort of subject, Give him space to, to speak to you and confirm that just in this next minute. Um, I'll just share one, one of the things that struck me uh, was a few weeks ago when Andy Kennedy actually physically put a jacket on um, on top of whatever else he was wearing at the time and, and said about over everything put on love. And just that picture of him doing that has really stayed with me. I'm sure there will be things that, that God's been speaking to you about. But um, let's just be silent for a minute and listen. Um, and then we'll move on to uh, um, finishing off. Thank you. Father, thank you for giving us such a good example in Jesus to be able to follow and to know that when we spend more time with you, then we will become more like you as we get to know more about who you are and all about your characteristics. Our character can be shaped and moulded and changed to be more like you. Thank you, God, that we are each works in progress, that you haven't finished with us yet and that you are a gentle and kind father and that you don't, you're not so harsh with us 
as we can imagine um, that you probably should be when we make mistakes and we don't get it right first time or second time or 20th time. Mm -hmm. God, I thank you for giving us the, 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 our saviour, Jesus. I pray that he won't just be an advisor to us in our problems, but that you will be the one we go to in every moment of every day and that you will be the guiding force, the one who shapes us, the one who dictates everything about what we're doing in our lives. Amen. Amen. I love I love that picture of, of God as our father and, and him not being so harsh. You know, you can you can get a picture of a of a teacher who's being stern with a pupil or or um you know that kind of scenario, but you know, our God, even when he's disciplining us, he's, he's kind, which is brilliant. And this last song, we're going to actually watch it as a video on YouTube, but uh, join in um, as well. Um, yeah, it has a lovely picture of how gentle and kind he is. It's everlasting arms and, you know, um, lean hard, lean on the everlasting arms. He's, he's there. As our burdens grow greater, He sent us more strength as our labors increase. To added afflictions, He offers more mercy. To multiply trials, He multiplies peace. When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength is failed and the The Father's forgiven is only begun. The Father's forgiven is only begun. So lean hard, lean hard, lean on the everlasting arms.
trust in arms. Lean hard, lean hard, lean on the everlasting arms. Lean on the everlasting arms. Lean on the everlasting arms. We lean on you today, Lord. We lean on you, Lord. We draw from you today, Lord. You're our supply, Lord. Your mercy flows. And your mercy flows like a So, Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you that we can lean on your arms. Lord, as you have giveth and giveth and giveth again. So, Lord, we don't want to just give our lives to you once, 30 years ago, five years ago, 50 years ago. Today, Lord, we give our lives to you again. Open our hearts, open our eyes wide to who you are so that we can follow you. Putting behind what's gone but leaning, stretching, wanting to know you more, really wanting to know and, and just not being content with who we are in you, but knowing there's more because there's so much more of you that we don't know. We give you praise for today, Lord. Thank you for the testimony. Thank you for the prayers. Thank you for what we've learned and enjoyed being together. We worship you, Lord, and thank you. Amen. Amen.